or a device with a Bible on it, why don't you um, why don't you turn with me to Matthew chapter three? Or if you'd like just to listen, I'm going to read. Um, we're going to do as we've done in some of the um, previous. Um, when we did Practicing the Way, I'm going to read a, a decent chunk of Matthew chapter 3. So you can follow along. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation, but you're welcome just to, you know, close your eyes, imagine the scene. Um, we, As I've said, we are in Baptism Sunday. Um, so really, we want this. I wanted this to be um, the focus of our morning's gathering together, knowing that Obviously, it will mean something very special for Stephen and his family and for Angus and his family. But actually, for everyone in the room, there is an invitation for us. Just as though we were here and all of a sudden there was a couple who was going to get married and we get to be witnesses to a very significant moment in time and, and a relational connection between, between two people. So it is with, with baptism. We get to be eyewitnesses of, of an extraordinary event this morning. And, and as much as we can we, can, we should hold that in, in you know, the amazement of what it, what it actually is. And so, so I'm going to read John, uh, sorry, uh, Matthew chapter 3. And as I say, you're welcome to sit there, follow along, or close your eyes, and just sort of imagine the scene. In those days... John the Baptist came to the, came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord's coming, Clear the road for him. John's clothing were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locust and wild honey. So let's just, like that, all, all that means is he didn't look like the rest of them. There was something different about John. There was something different about him in, in so many areas. In a, in a few short weeks, crazy enough, we're going to be into our next season or our season of, of Advent. And so often, as we did last year, so this John is the John that before he was even born, recognized Jesus' presence in his mother's womb. So, so that, that's the John that we're talking about, who, could, who recognized Jesus before he even was born. So the people from Jerusalem and from all over Judea and all over the surrounding Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptized, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed. Who warned you to flee? Who, sorry, who warned you to flee the coming wrath, he asked. Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we are safe because we are descendants of Abraham. 
That means absolutely nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from those very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent and turn of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I. So much greater than I am not worthy to be his slave or to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Now he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn and burning the chaff with a never-ending fire. And then verse 13. Then Jesus one day went to Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, It should be done, for we must carry out God's requirements, what God requires. So John agreed and baptized Jesus. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, The heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, settling on him. And and a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. This morning, as I said, we have the incredible privilege of being part of a ceremony, being part of a tradition that followers of Jesus have done for centuries upon centuries. It is a tradition and something that Jesus himself has modeled, as we've seen um, in the scripture I've just read. It's not only something he's modeled, it's something that he's commanded all of his disciples to do. As scripture says, Jesus said, Therefore go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. This morning, I really felt Like, as I say, there are many of us, hands up if you've been baptized. You know, so we've all been part, that's all, for all of us, this has been part of our journey. I felt very strongly this morning that the Father wanted to remind you of of some really powerful moments. So even in this time, as you can, many of us can multitask, some of us can't, but, but even for the sake of it, cast your mind back to the moment in time when you were baptized. The hopes that you had. The things that you know now that you didn't know then. 
the journey that you've had following Jesus. And all of it, hold on to the truth of Jesus that he is with you always. I'm pretty sure always includes today, right now. You know, the words that, that Dej felt, like the invitation that we just were, were presented with, that falls in the category of always. This morning, I wanted to remind all of us of the very sacred and special time that we, are, that we are all part of today. I don't know what your expectations were in coming this morning, but you've picked a great morning to be here. And I feel like there's an invitation for all of us to take part in what is, what is going to happen today. That just like as a, at a wedding ceremony, a baptism ceremony is a ceremony that involves community. You know, even in its very, very essence, even from a, a state point of view or a, or a legal point of view, a wedding requires witnesses. There has to be people who witness what's going on. So it is with baptism, and so all of you have the privilege, have the responsibility of being witness to what God is doing and continues to do and will continue to do until he comes again. There is absolutely nothing better we can do with our time. There is absolutely no better place to be than at Martin's Bay at 12 o'clock. I mean that. Like what an exceptional, well, in the water's probably pushing it a little bit far. That's saved for the highest heaven, I think, you know, like those of us who venture out. That we can be part of, we can be witness to the powerful, relentless pursuit of God to his people. That we can be witness to the fact that somewhere, someplace, over time, God continues to knock at the door of, of men and women's hearts and, and stand there and continue to knock and continue to knock until we open it and see the life and the future and the hope that he has for us. That he's continued to seek and to save the lost. That is what we are witness to today. For some of us, that's, that's what we can hold on to as our deep encouragement that God never gives up on us. There are mothers and fathers here that need to be reminded that God never gives up on, on your children. And as much as your heart breaks for them, it is nothing compared to what he, how his heart breaks for, for those children. That he will never leave them or forsake them. That no matter how far, like the scripture has tells a story of, it's one of the most profound stories in all of scripture of a son who, who completely disrespects his father and his family and, and completely takes life into his own hands and goes as far away as possible. And yet the father never stops waiting for him, never stops looking for him. 
And, and at the very moment of, of that son's turning, the father's response is to run to his son. Run to the son. Not make him prove that he really has turned his life around. Not make him sort of jump through a whole bunch of other hoops. But to run to his son. Man, if you're here this morning and that's... you. What an incredible hope we need to be reminded of. That was off, off note, so let me get back to where we're going. You know, our, our privilege and our responsibility today is to be praying for. So, like in a moment, I'm going to ask um, Stephen and and Angus to come up and share a little bit of their own story about sort of where, um, what sort of led them to to this morning. And they're, they're, yeah, we just get the privilege. And so what I'd like you to do now also is I'm so aware of in the room, we have the gifts and the talents and, and the privilege of being able to encourage and to speak life into, into these two incredible people. That we have a responsibility and a privilege of being able to, another way of putting it is, so we know, A, that, that this symbol of, of baptism is a symbol of, of going under, of being one person and coming up a new person coming up with new life with a new a new life in front of them and so even now i'd love you to be inviting being praying for these two like it, when when i'm finished in a minute we're going to have time of being able to pray and to prophesy and and speak life and start painting the picture of of what god has in store for these two incredible people because it is a wonderful future and an incredible hope. So allow that to serve as your warning. Allow that to, to sort of um, start thinking about the, the thoughts that are going through your head. The scriptures that Jesus might be wanting to speak and to encourage into, into these two as we, as we pray for them. You know, Second Corinthians says this um, that that as as they um, this morning though as they are baptized, um, Scripture says that, like I've just said, is there a a life goes down under the water, but a new life comes back up again. There is something incredibly powerful about it. In in many ways, it's why why Jesus um, was baptized as a forerunner of. Because he didn't need to. He didn't need to repent of his sins because he knew no sin. So why did he do it? He did it for you. He did it for me. He did it as a symbol of, of what he was going to do in a few short years, which is to die and to surrender his life for our sin, to take on all of the shortcomings, all of the failures, all of the sin and heartache that we've committed 
ourselves and have been committed against us to take all of those things on himself and, and to, for us to have new life because of it. And that is what's going to happen in Martin's Bay at 12 o'clock for Stephen and for Angus. And we get to be eyewitnesses in that exceptional, extraordinary moment. So, Angus, why don't you come on up first and share a little bit of your story. I'll give you a mic. This is Angus, everyone. Give Hi, a big Mike. round of applause. Hello. Hi, my name is Angus Nightingale, and I stand up here today to talk about the reason that I am getting baptized. Because from a very young age, I, I feel like God has played a big part in my life. And my parents have very encouraged me to believe in God and follow his word and be kind to people around me. And I feel like baptism is a big part of my life. And it will be the kind of stepping stone in following God in the next, the next kind of journey that I partake and mm. following God's word and like helping the people around me and just being a better person to myself and being a person that I would like to be. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Angus says I was, um, I guess I don't need two mics, a bit overkill. Um, Angus, as I was sort of praying and, and preparing for this morning, I really felt like Isaiah um, 30, verse 15, was, was one of the words for you. Um, and it just says this, that um, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, the Holy One of Israel says. Only in... in sorry, I need my glasses on again. Only in living in me and resting in me will you be saved. And this is the part that I really felt for you, Angus. It's just then it says, goes on to say, in quietness and in confidence is your strength. I believe that you are, are going to be in, in your quietness, that sort of see a, a, real, um, a real deep thinker. And yet, in, in your quietness, in moments of you and, and Jesus alone, you will have incredible strength. Even already, you're choosing your words to say, to be kind to those around you. You know, kindness is, as Angela said, I think, whenever, was that last week? Gosh, it feels like ages ago. But, you know, kindness isn't an easy road. And kindness isn't a road that you can, you can walk in your own strength. And I feel like you, that, that when you're baptized and you come up out of the water, one of the, one of the pictures that are, I think, one of the journeys or paths that, that God has for you is a deep, quiet, um, personal relationship with him. I feel like he's going to reveal himself to you 
in your moments and in your times and places of solitude and alone with him, where you leave even good stuff and, and spend time alone with the Father, like Jesus modeled for us, as Jesus was constantly out doing the mission and the work of the kingdom, constantly proclaiming the good news of the coming of his kingdom, but he was also doing it where he'd leave all of those things and spend time alone with his father. I believe the time and times alone that you spend with your father will be the very foundation of the mission and life that he has for you. So we'll have lots of time where you can get to do the same thing and pray, prophesy, and so what, so, um, so that's just a bit of a taster. Um, Stephen, why don't you come on up? Right, I've got some, I've got some notes. Otherwise, um, if I don't follow them, I'll end up waffling, and no one wants that. No. Um, so a few of you might know me. A few probably sitting there going, who is this person up here? <laughs> um, Mum and Dad started going here well, over 25 years ago, probably which will make Lyndon and a few others feel kind of yeah. old. Um, and we spent years coming, running around to church afterwards. And I've always known God from a young age. Um, he's always been part of my life. But I never sort of had him as the center of my life. And um, that's, that's I think, where I probably went wrong. So mum's still here. Dad, unfortunately, is not. He's... he's um, with us in spirit, but this is his home, and there's a few people still here that I look up to, and that's why it was important for me to come back here, I think, to get baptized as opposed to um, where we're going to church in Timaru. Um, I felt like it was it was right, and it's sort of been playing on my mind for a while, um, and sort of said, Bernie, my wife actually suggested one day, right, why don't you do it when we're up north? So I was like, okay. Well, I'll fire off a quick email, and if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. And within, I think, the day, Lyndon said, yep, keen. So it was, you know, obviously, yeah, meant to be. Um, I can't deny God's existence and his love. You know, it's, it's, it's always been there, and I've always known it. But about 20 years ago, I sort of decided that I must have known better, and, um, you know, pretty much turned my back on him. Um, it's interesting that Lyndon mentioned the prodigal son because that's kind of what I feel like. Um, not to rate myself highly, you'll take it out myself out of the Bible, but you know, it's it's that whole thing of just leaving. I'm going to follow my own ways and and just ignore God. But on reflection, the whole time he was he was there, he was tapping me on the shoulder, mm. and it was like, no, who's this? No, I don't. I don't know this God, you know, very much a Peter moment. Um, and eventually I couldn't ignore it any longer. Um, and, you know, he was always walking with me. You know, he, he's, even if we're unfaithful, Second Timothy, um, he remains faithful. And it's, it's just, there's so many times that I sit there and go, that was God. Um, and so that's just really special. Um, you know, I think I always knew something was missing. And so yeah, about two years ago, we started going back to church and it just felt like coming home. You know, that big hole was, was filled. Um, and, you know, it's definitely not been, it's been a Peter journey, you know, three steps forward, two back. Um, you know, some doubting, but
but there's always been constant reassurance. It's not been a uh, a pull on the road to Damascus, you know, blinding lights, Jesus appearing in front of you. It's it's you know very different and it's hard, but oh my goodness, it's so worth it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about today, and you know, part of it is you know going down under the water, new new life coming back up. But it's also that God saying, you know, that shame I felt for ignoring him and the guilt. That's okay. <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> and that's okay. And it's that, you know, significance of being accepted. Sorry. <laughs> we um we joked that mum was gonna need the box of tissues, but yeah. Um so yeah, I I yeah, it's just been amazing. And so thank you for all of you being here to um bear witness and thank you, Angus, for jumping on board and me not being the only one um and thanks of those that have been here to support me um even though you don't know it over the years thank you thank you so um steven you what i wanted to share with you is your email came at, uh, I think it literally was the one of the days where I was feeling so discouraged about the role that I felt called into that I was, um, I hope this isn't too real for everyone, um, but, um, but it was sort of like, God, I just long for a, like a, something that you could actually finish a day's work and look back and say, look, I did that. You know, this is the work of my hands. Um, and I hate that about this role that you can work and work and work and you have no idea what it's doing. And then I got your email that day and it was like, oh, you don't may or may not know me, but would you baptize me? And it's like, what? I've done nothing. You know, like, and so it was a deep and no, that it was a deep encouragement. And I think it was, you know, obviously God leading you. But I felt like. Um, oh, and then, then last week or a couple of weeks ago, we are um, we were cleaning out boxes or changing. I think we were moving some stuff from the factory, and I found heaps of really, really old paperwork that we've been going through and shredding and getting rid of. Um, and just a couple, like probably only about a week or so ago, I was sort of keeping going because it was a massive stack of them, and it's a real terrible job. Um, but I was sort of like shredding up to old bank statements. And many of you won't know, but, um, but Stephen's um, father, um, Martin, was the church accountant or did the accounts and the book work. And I was going through all of these old, like typed out monthly statements of like the giving and stuff. And one was like, oh my goodness, how did they even survive? Like that's a really low number. But what I felt like is what your father was doing. So he was in a role of, of the business of the church. But on so many of the bank statements in this beautifully written handwriting of Martin were these little um, encouragements to the then um, Ross and Wendy, the couple who were leading. And, and it was like, I felt like the same spirit. like Because your dad was just doing his job. But he was doing his job and he was also functioning out of the gifts of the spirit that God has given him. And I feel like for you, 
that you are being called in to continue to do your job. And like that, like I said about that dualism, um, know that the job that you're doing in the natural is just as important and just as much a gateway into the job that you, he has for you to do in the spiritual, to encourage, to be hope, to be like, just like your email was just an email fired off, but oh my goodness, it was water to a dry place at just the right time. Know that the Holy Spirit, I believe, has in you a gift of incredible timing to be at the right place at the right time to bring the right, to bring the hope and the love and the encouragement the Holy Spirit wants to speak to those around you. So why don't you guys come back up and the rest of us, why don't we stand and then let's get alongside. Doesn't matter if you don't know them. Doesn't matter if you get it right or you get it wrong. Um, what we're going to do is just pray. If you've got scriptures, we'll go to either end maybe. Um, I'm just going to pray now. And so what we want you to do is, what I want you to do is just come up and if you've got a word or a picture, um, maybe maybe have those. Maybe can we get maybe one person on either side to have a phone that we can record it or if we go old school, some paper. Because these are really, how many people who have been baptized have scriptures or moments that were spoken that actually have re remained with you your entire faith journey so far? Okay, so what we're doing is really special, can be really significant. So we'll get, if, if a couple of people, can we get a volunteer, can I get a volunteer now, two volunteers? Just to be able to stand with, to, to have the job of writing something down or recording it. Okay, so we've got Alistair, if you stand with Stephen, um, and then, it, are you going to record? Okay, so then we've got, we've got Scott over there. So, um. Let I me mean, just quickly pray, and then, then what I want you to do is gather around, and we'll pray for these guys, and um, have some, yeah, have some time of, of being part of this incredibly special time. So, Father, I thank you right now. Holy Spirit, would you start revealing to us who are in the room the, the encouragements, the little words, the pictures, the scriptures, those, those things that you want to speak and paint a picture of the new life that is coming for Angus and for Stephen. I pray that you would bless them and thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that has drawn them and led them to these, this moment and this time. For all of the people who have, who have spent countless hours praying for, for them, for their relationship with you, God. Thank you for your relentless pursuit of them, to never leave them or forsake them. So just come on up. Well, maybe, yeah, these guys are going to play some quiet music as well, maybe. But um, yeah, just gather around. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both. Um, maybe we'll move out a little bit further so we can get people around you. Um, So if you have a, if you have something you'd like to give to them, maybe just um, Al's going to take. Are you going to record it or just take notes? You, what's that? You're doing both. So if you've got a scripture, or whatever, make sure you see Al or or Scott and Mel. If you've got a word or a picture, um, yeah, just make sure it gets written down because I know it'll be one of those things that you for, they forget later on.
And the rest of us, let's just continue to pray where we are. Bless what the Father's doing. Remind yourself of your own moment in time. 